All right, everybody, welcome back to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. I, of course, am Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre, as always. Um, we are at week six of the NBA season. Um, and yeah, no, it, last week was the, the 50th episode, which was pretty cool. And we, everybody had their, uh, hopefully had a great Thanksgiving break and a good Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I know I did. Hopefully yours was good as well. Yes, sir. It was awesome. Sweet. I actually extended my Thanksgiving break a little bit uh, from the day job and took Monday off as well um, and went to my, I'm going to say this sarcastically, my favorite place on earth, Frankenmuth, <laughs> uh, Michigan's little Bavaria. And uh, I, I know there are some good things, right? Like after uh, going to Bronner's, we went to the Frankenmuth yeah. Brewery. So there's, you know, beer is great. So I can't complain there. Yeah. Um, and this time of year. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. No, no, it was nice and it was snowing, you know, on Monday here in uh, the Detroit area. So it was pretty cool. But anybody doesn't know who's listening. Yeah, it's like the little German town here in Frankenmuth, about what, hour and a half north of Detroit. So Mm -hmm. Um, cool shops, cool stuff. The largest Christmas store in, I don't know, the country. I have no idea. how. It's got to be up there. Yeah, maybe in the world. I have no idea. But uh, open, like, I think it's only closed six days a week and just tons of Christmas crap. But anyways, having two kids and having a three-year-old, it's like uh, taking a kid to a candy store where all the candy is breakable. um, And they they just run at after everything and they don't have shopping carts. I was telling you this (laughs) off air. So like they have little like, you can roll around like two hand baskets basically to put stuff in. But like if you had a cart that you could put a kid in, you kind of lock them in there a little bit. Yeah, they don't, (laughs) they don't have that. So it's uh it's it's like a and you're there for hours too so it's it's yeah, kind of it, a it definitely changes things when you factor in little kids yeah it's a it's a lot of fun it's a it's lot of not fun. like a deal breaker but it definitely changes things it does it does it's, like, <laughs> it's a lot it makes for a long day yeah we we have gone without kids in the past and that's i don't know i don't know if i should say it's a lot more fun because i'm i'm a grinch i could care less about christmas i think it's kind of <laughs> Besides the religious stuff about it, I I could care less. I think it's crazy that I don't know. <laughs> Christmas is just nuts <laughs> buying gifts for people, but nonetheless, uh, it does get a little. It does get a little over the top, but yeah. uh, it's still it's still a good time, you know. And happens one time a year, but exactly. uh, yeah, we'll make the best of it. Give you all the basketball news, and you know, we'll be watching a lot of games and following everything, and it all it all comes together nicely. Exactly. And, and Christmas. Yeah. You got basketball on Christmas. How can you beat that? That's, I was thinking on Thanksgiving. I was like, man, I wish yeah. basketball was on. This kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. anyways, nope. South Santa did the whole deal. Got that all done and got some great photos. So it was a good time. Name on your paper. First thing. But speaking awesome. of kids, uh, actually I'll, I'll wrap this together. Speaking of kids here, um, use some outlier.bet again use i've got this new strategy of putting some bets together for my props recently and this weekend um coming into early this week too has been a phenomenal week to bet on basketball i don't know if anybody else out there any listeners have as well um but uh, actually pretty lucrative weekend for my standards which is pretty cool um so we did go out there and made a donation this morning i just i just went on gofundme today I just made a found a random. I searched basketball in the search bar, and just picked one out by random. I found this uh, Mr. Brooks basketball program. I actually retweeted out a link, so if anybody else feeling generous can donate as well, if they'd like to. There's a little photo photo of the uh, the basketball team and the players there. Um, nice. and basically, they are uh, a basketball program based out of the Bronx. Um, and he coaches middle school boys, uh, focus on developing their basketball skills. But most importantly, this is where they hook me in, uh, life skills like self-discipline, confidence, perseverance, communication, teamwork, camaraderie, and most importantly, joy. Um, so there's a little, you can go on the GoFundMe, you can read the little, um, summary and whatnot, but, uh, basically they're trying to use the money to, uh, go out and buy, you know, you pay for tournament fees, sweatsuits, book bags, sneakers, jackets, just uh, kind of team building apparel, if you will, in a way. So it's an awesome picture too. Yeah. 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 It's a sweet photo. So great cause. Like I've said, saying, speaking of the kids. So like I said, every time trying to get some type of wins here um, and gambling on basketball turned out pretty well, like I said, so threw a little bit of money over to him. Um, 
probably should have threw more, but I try to spread the wealth. So it's pretty cool. Good call. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I paused enough for the first thing, but hopefully I can fit that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Soundboard is not up and running right now, but oh well. But We're rolling just, with it. Yeah. Synopsis on those bets, though. I tell you, I took, this is, let's see, what day was this? This is 11-24. I don't even know what day that was. Is that Friday? Yes, last Friday after Thanksgiving, 11-24. I threw in, I actually went to a belated uh, wedding anniversary. It was supposed to be a dinner. The place was closed, so it turned into just a casino trip. <laughs> and I was like, all <laughs> right, I'm feeling that? lucky. So I took Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, Brandon Ingram, Paul George, Devin Booker, and Dame Lillard, all for their over points. I was like, it just seems right. It felt good that the matchups that were happening that day, all six of them had their overs, and that worked out pretty well for me. And then uh, just recently, FanDuel, no sweat, um, put one in there and used some uh, that crazy game last night on the 28th uh, between yeah. Sacramento and Golden State. Um, Hell of a game. I almost won three bets, three different bets in that entire game. That's how awesome <laughs> it was. Um, trying to find that one real quick, but basically it's just took some props here. Where the heck is it? Can't find it off the bat. Anytime that those two teams play, it's just must see TV. Yep. They're, they're just, they're so evenly matched and you know, the two fan bases coming together, man, it's just a good time. I hope we see them again in the playoffs. I hope so too. It was phenomenal last year. Like you said, when they meet up, it's great. But yeah, I took Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Herter over their uh, some alt points, and then De'Aaron Fox for rebounds. And the rebounds in that game were insane too. I yeah, and all those guys were overdue for like big scoring nights. Correct. Correct. Yep. De'Aaron Fox had, I think, what, like 12 points in the first half, ended with 29 doing De'Aaron Fox things. Yeah. Uh, Clay, or not Clay. Yeah, Clay had like five rebounds, at least in. I think it was like early in the second half. I think uh, Steph Curry even had like eight rebounds in the first half. It was insane. Like, Yeah, and you knew the Warriors were going to come out punching because there were all these rumors about, you know, should they bench Clay? Should they bench Wiggins and all this stuff? You know, and Clay himself even addressed it. Yep. And uh, so you knew, you know, and again, they were due. So uh, great call on your part. And yep. uh, yeah. But yeah, we got, our, we, got, we got treated to a really nice game there. Yep. And actually, I guess I was going to do this in a different order, but that just flows right here into the in-season tournament talks. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was, it does. Uh, the, the, the final game in that bracket. And then there was the, in I mean, I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff to be said here. Uh, I guess we'll start with um, I, that game in particular, like Sacramento had to lose by what, 12, 11 or less to move on um, because of the point yeah. differential thing there. Um, we saw a lot of crazy stuff with the point differential. We, I, you see that the Billy Donovan talking to uh, Joe Mazzula in the uh, Celtics game. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. Yes, I did. Um, yep. So they were uh, intentionally following Andre Drummond uh, just to get that point spread higher for the tiebreaker scenario. Um, it's interesting. It's uh, We're seeing so many people talk. Uh, I, I know Josh Hart had a thing. Uh, in the a press conference, I think after the game, because in New York, same thing, they had to start running the score up um, mm -hmm. uh, for that point differential stuff. And he's, he said something about it, taking some of the integrity from the game. So yeah, a, a lot of these teams, uh, both players and coaches, the teams that are doing it are coming out and saying, we don't feel comfortable doing this. We shouldn't have to be doing this. Yeah. Um, but because of the rules that the league has established, we do have to do this. And, you know, nobody seems to like it. Nobody seems to be real comfortable with it. And as a fan, um, I tend to agree. You know, I think they should have come up with a better system than this. And I think they will. I think they're going to go back to the drawing board. I think the in-season tournament as a whole, I would deem it to be pretty successful. Um, it's definitely gotten a lot of buzz. I think for the most part, people seem to really be into it. It does seem to be incentivizing the players and, and even fans with like, you know, tuning into the games and just, you know, having something else that's meaningful about the games, but it does suck that they're having to do this whole point differential thing and having to, like you said, you know, run up the score and do some kind of, you know, shady non-sportsman like type stuff um, to get to where they need to be. And yeah, so I think the league is going to take all of this and probably, 
go back to the drawing board this summer and say, okay, what's something else that we could do to kind of break some of these ties to where they where they're not having to do all this, you know, you know, running up the, the score and, and intentionally following guys, you know, when the game's already, you know, a 30 point blowout or something like that. Um, it's not yeah, really good for fans too. I mean, you're sitting there just watching what's supposed to be a basketball game and it's, it's weird. More like and a it, circus uh, show or something. Yeah. But even from like uh like I was just talking about the betting standpoint too, I haven't put it together yet. I haven't looked at the stats to see if there's more scoring for starters on like tournament games. than there is not because I mean, they're leaving people in yeah, longer and things that like that either. Um, even from a fantasy perspective, I don't know if that's uh, a thing. We'd have that's to look at the stats on that, but um, yeah. You know, looking up teams that are, let's say, playing in the actual in-season tournament next week, for example. We we took a look at the schedule grid ahead of time. And we don't know what the fuck's going on. No. Um, <laughs> we're, we're probably as confused as everybody else. And uh, you got teams like Boston, Indiana. I think it says they have one game next week, which can't be the case. I know they play each other in the first first round with the, the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament on, what is this, Tuesday, I believe, or something. Um, but yeah, the winner of that obviously is going to play again, and that game will count on Thursday. But the loser, do they get a game scheduled here on Thursday as well, or sometime in there? I really don't know how that's going to work. No, and we don't know how it's going to work for fantasy either. Um, you and I both use Yahoo. We've talked all about that. And full disclosure, um, we actually reached out to Yahoo right before we started recording uh, to try to figure out what's going to happen next week, week seven, when teams are only scheduled to play a game or two. Um, yep. Is that going to get combined with week eight um, or some other week at some point? Are more games expected to be added in? We don't really know what's going on. And like you said, um, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of coverage and information on that. We're still kind of digging. So if anybody has anything, <laughs> please share. <laughs> and um, if we get anything, if we get any kind of feedback or anything, we'll definitely share it on our end. And um yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And then again, um, moving on, you know, assuming that they're going to stick with this in-season tournament, I'm expecting that it will get more cleaned up as we go. So like next year, we'll be a lot more prepared and I think we'll we'll kind of know what to expect, you know, just like with anything else in life, when you when you introduce something for the first time, it's going to throw things off. It's going to be different, obviously. Um, you know, so we're just gonna have to kind of see how it plays out, but yeah, it's gonna be very, very interesting to see, um, specifically for fantasy, how this is gonna, you know, unfold. And, you know, to me, I think it makes all the sense in the world if they're going to just be keeping the games at like one and two for each team to combine week seven with week eight. That's um, correct. If you're yeah. Yahoo, ESPN, Fantrax, any website that does fantasy in season, um, yeah, I think it, it makes all the sense in the world to just combine them. No, I completely agree. For head-to-head. I mean, you know, what's the point of having a head-to-head matchup with somebody when you're only getting a game or two out of each of your players? Tops. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It seems to be a mystery right now. We tried to find stuff on it, but uh, like you mentioned, you uh, reached out to Yahoo directly. So we'll, we'll see uh, what they come back with. Um I was going to say, oh, as far as the point differential thing again, too, as far as the tiebreaker, and we're talking about, you know, there's got to be ways to refine it. I think I read that Candace Parker mentioned this um, yesterday um, on the team during the TNT broadcast that the we have even amount of teams in these um, divisions or groups, if you will. Right. And if we I don't know, I haven't. I haven't even thought about this right. I'm thinking about it right now, but there's got to be a way to, you know, make odd number so there's not as many ties. So the tiebreaker isn't um, in consideration enough. Like we got these wild card teams, might not just have a whole nother kind of group. There's got to be something there, but I haven't yeah. looked into it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure everybody and their mother is going to be looking into all kinds of different ways to clean this up. But what I, I do expect that they're going to do something to change this because, you know, obviously it's jeopardizing the game, the integrity, all that stuff that we mentioned. Yep. And, you know, everybody's been talking about it, you know, the players say, themselves, the coaches, nobody's comfortable with it and nobody seems to like it. So, yeah, I was gonna say the one thing we can't deny too, is it's gotten a lot of good um, publicity and good rap from it. Like some of these games that made some more excitement or we're talking about the games more, like you were talking about the yeah. courts, we thought they were Absolutely. ugly and shit like that, but um, they stand we're out. talking about it. We're talking about it. So. Yeah. They stand out, which is what, you know, we said it last week too. That's what they want. You know, they wanted to do that. And um, 
Yeah, it's definitely uh, the the in season tournament as a whole. I would deem it to be a, a success, huge success. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's far from perfect. It has its flaws, and I do expect that they'll address those flaws in yeah. the off season. I mean, saw a quote from R.J. Barrett. Somebody was asking him post game, uh, you know, how he felt about the tournament. He goes, "Who wouldn't want to go to Las Vegas and get five hundred thousand dollars?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? Like, it sounds like fun, but. uh uh, here's the last thing I'll talk about here on the tournament. Since we actually have a bracket here, let's just make a prediction just because it's fun on each side and then your champion. So on the one side, we have the Lakers playing Phoenix, then the Kings playing the Pelicans. Um, we'll start on that side and I can start if, if you want me to, because I've already got my mind sure. made up. Yeah, I, I think, it. I think Phoenix takes out LA. I think the Pelicans are on a roll right now and they take out Sacramento. Um, and I like the Pelicans to go on to the championship here on that one on the west side. I'm probably going to be mistaken here, but I'm going to completely disagree with you. <laughs> no, that's fine. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go um, Lakers because I think the Suns right now, Kevin Durant's been out. Bradley Beal obviously hasn't been playing much at all. Um, you know, I just think too many question marks as far as their lineup goes. Now, you could make the same argument for the Lakers, but I think the Lakers' is key players – have all been intact and I think that's going to help them in terms of continuity. So I'm going to pick the Lakers over the Suns. Um, I don't feel extremely confident in saying that, but I just, again, when you compare the two together, I just kind of feel mm-hmm. like the Lakers have more of their key core in place. Um, you know, obviously if Durant is fully healthy and is able to play moving forward, that's going to change it a little bit, but I still think the Lakers are deeper um, they do have some guys who have been out too that could be returning. Um, I know um, Jared Vanderbilt has been working to get back to the court here pretty soon. So um, he'll be a big help if they can get him back. Um, Cam Reddish is coming back, it sounds like. So they're they're getting some guys. I just, I like their team in terms of their depth and stuff a little bit more, but, you know, we'll have to see. And then um, I actually think the Pelicans – you know, they've been good lately and they do have some guys coming back. Uh, we'll get into that, but it sounds like CJ McCollum's going to return tonight, November 29th. Um, that's going to help. Uh, but the Pelicans have come in, are coming off of a pretty bad loss, in my opinion, to the Jazz. Uh, a team that is just, we'll get into that too, but they're completely decimated right now. And I don't think there was any way they should have lost that game. So I think that hurts them a little bit. Whereas the Kings, like we said, you know, huge battle with the Warriors and just, you know, they're, they're kind of doing a lot of the stuff that they were doing last year. They look pretty good. So um, I kind of like the Kings. Um, So I just, I'm going to go a different direction and and we'll have to see what happens and see who's right. Um, I love it. It's one and out, right? One and done. So yep. single elimination. It's fun and that's that a great point that changes things. It's a lot easier to predict these matchups when you're talking about a you know seven game series. Agreed. First yep. to four wins, but when it's yep. one and done, anything can happen. Yep. But yeah. Um. So yeah, going to. Oh, hang on. You took Sacramento to the the final there over LA, or did you like LA there? Um. I didn't make a decision yet, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Sacramento. There we go. All right. And then if we go to the other side of this final eight, elite mm-hmm. eight matchup, yeah. man, they speaking of elite eight, you know, making it like college basketball, yeah. I, watching the TNT games, they had the scores from the other games, like on the top right corner of the screen, mm-hmm. trying to make it like the March Madness feel. In, Which is very, genius. Yeah. It's, it's genius. Very, it's very interesting. They They basically just took everything from March Madness NCAA and they said, everybody loves this. How can we incorporate this somehow? Exactly. Which is brilliant. Yep. Yep. So anyways, getting off that again, but uh, going to the other side on the east side, we got Milwaukee playing the Knicks. We got the Pacers playing the Celtics. Um, I'll give you first honors on this side. I'm going Bucks over Knicks. Uh, I just think Milwaukee has too much firepower at the top. Uh, Knicks have been good, uh, but their top guys have been a little too inconsistent for my liking. So I'm going to pick the Bucks, and uh, as much as I like the Pacers being in this thing, and that we've talked about how fun they're going to be to watch all year long, and I'm rooting for them, but I have to pick the Celtics over the Pacers. Yep. Um, now it does, it does hurt them right now that Porzingis is out. Um, they're going to need him back, 
And if they don't have him against the Pacers in a one game matchup, that's going to really, that's going to really make things a lot tougher. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Celtics. I'm going to say the Celtics um, over the Pacers. So it'll be Bucks and Celtics in their final matchup in the East. Um, do you want me to just go ahead and pick a winner between that or? Yeah. Wait a yeah, second. Go to send one to the final there. Right, I'm going to, man, this is tough. Um, and it's so great too, because you know, like Drew Holiday, you know, like against his old team, Celtics this, Bucks. It that really... matchup is like the WNBA equivalent of the in-season tournament they had. Yeah, with That's the Liberty a... and yep. the Aces in a way, and you kind of yeah. have your two top teams. It's, yep. it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a tough call, man. Uh, and I think it's going to come down to um, health. You know, uh, Chris Middleton just came back yep. for the Bucks. Um, is he going to stay healthy? And then for Boston, you know, is Porzingis going to come back? Um, right now, my gut's telling me Milwaukee. But, man, it's so close. And, you know, at the start of the year, in terms of the actual NBA regular season, you and I both picked the Celtics to come out on top. Yep, yep. Um, and I'm going to stand by that. But for this in-season tournament right now, I think I'm going to pick the Bucks. Yep. But it's close, real close. Right. So mine, Milwaukee is interesting because I do exactly what you said. We we like Boston over Milwaukee um, before the season started, and I still feel that way because the Milwaukee, I feel like the Boston defense is just stronger than the Milwaukee defense right now. We saw, However, we saw Milwaukee come back from down, what, 26 points the other day to yeah. uh, who the heck were they playing that game? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember, but they were down 26, came back. Um, it was crazy game. The Knicks, Jalen Brunson just came off like a 12 point game the other day. Um, he hasn't, he's been averaging 26. He hasn't been under 20 like all year, pretty much except one game. So um, yeah, I think the Knicks are and RJ Barrett. Also, he's one of those guys that back and forth and I could see him you know, last game. He didn't show up regular season. I don't see him show him up for this either. So I do like the Milwaukee Bucks there. Pacers Celtics won. Man, everything tells me Celtics. Everything tells me Celtics. But for some odd reason, I think I want to go with the Pacers here. Um, you <laughs> mentioned the, you mentioned the Porzingis injury. Um, I feel like I may be wrong here, and it, this is totally off base. But I feel like the Celtics have other sights in mind, like an NBA championship. Where the Pacers... I don't think that's off base at all. Okay. And and the Pacers have all the momentum right now. Like they're we've talked all about them. They're young. They're up and coming. They're exciting. Yep. They're yep. off to a great start. Everybody's pumped up. They're they're so fun to watch. They're so easy to to yeah. root for. And like I said, I want to pick them. I'm rooting think, for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of feel like this might be their this year's NBA championship just for the Pacers, honestly. And so I can yeah. see them get I can get them getting up for one game. To this is the their for absolutely. This is yeah. their first taste of this yeah. in a long, long time. And and for some for. Uh, a majority of their players, this is their first experience of any kind of this type of environment in the NBA. So yep. absolutely. So, I, I don't think you're off base at all. I think yep. it's very possible. Like we said, it's a, and one then I'm going to go even crazier. Like I said, in leading up Milwaukee, the defense has been just absolute shit so far this season. That's this the is true. We'll stop them from anything. I think the Pacers go on a run. They go to this final. We have the Pacers playing the new Orleans Pelicans in the in-season tournament championship. I don't think that's far-fetched at all, and I think that would be extremely entertaining to see. And then at that point, I'm actually going to take the Pelicans to win it all. I think the Pacers can be a little too tired after crushing those two teams. Yeah, and uh, I'm really anxious to see how McCollum's going to look here because he started the season off so well before he went down. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some bias here, but like I do have him on a fantasy team, so yeah. I'm um, even more anxious to see how he looks and get him back in my lineup. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I don't think any of that is off base. I think it's all very possible, and quite frankly, that's something that I would really enjoy seeing yep. and and watching. You know, just a bunch of young up and coming teams. Um, that like we said, this is kind of their first taste of this type of environment and yeah. that's awesome and then, that's that's what the league wants too exactly so. and it could set the 
the stage differently for the rest of the season based on this. People talked about how early this was. Well, that's the reason for it, right? Exactly. You get a team like, let's say the Pacers win it. Oh, man, it could change the entire uh, road for them going down the rest of the season. So um, it make them very competitive. We'll find out. But, uh, no question, yep. Yeah, you had, let's see, Milwaukee and Sacramento, correct? Yes. Who do you like there? Um. And that's a tough call too. I think I'm going to go yeah. Sacramento. Nice. I think I just, you know, the balance, I think they've played better defense. Like you said, Milwaukee's been really, really bad in that department. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think Sacramento, they just, we've seen what they can do. Um, and, and again, we're going to get into injuries and stuff, but um, they, they are going to need Keegan Murray back. Uh, I think if they're going to win it, he needs to come back. It does sound like he's day to day. So hopefully, um, he can come back and pick up where he left off. Uh, but otherwise, I think the rest of their team looks really good right now. They're gelling, coming together at a good time. No, nope. nope. It's going to be fun. Um, like we said, the NBA is doing what uh, they wanted to do, and it seems to be working out pretty well. Got a few little things, uh, little hitches, little mm-hmm. kinks to work out here for next season, but the, hopefully they'll learn. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun little tournament to watch some of these games yeah they've established like a perfect blueprint for what they're trying to do and and so yeah definitely something that they can work with and like you said tweak and and make better as we go along all right in the last subject here i talked about that in-season tournament or we talked about it a lot longer than i expected to but it was good it was good (laughs) conversation hopefully it's what we do everybody enjoyed it but um the the last um kind of main subject uh i wanted to get into before we hit the break and then get into all the uh, news notes, injuries, and all that good stuff um, is basically everything surrounding the Dallas Mavericks right now. Yeah. We had a few different topics, but I think the mm-hmm. biggest one right now just broke. I think it was this morning where we kind of learned the most about it um, here on uh, November 29th here. Um, Mark Cuban selling the Dallas Mavericks um, to, let's see, this is the heiress of the Las Las Vegas Sands, right? Uh, Miriam Adelson. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I didn't listen to anything. I'm just reading it. Um, He bought the Mavs back in 2000 for $285 million. um, And he's turning around to sell a majority stake to her and her family at $3.5 billion. The rich get richer. Yeah. But but we've talked in the past how much, uh, you know, he's a great, very savvy businessman, so mm-hmm. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Exhibit um, A. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know really what to say. That I can tell you the first thing I thought when he was selling it, I saw to you know some rich heiress of casino hotels and junk like that. I was like, great, you know, <laughs> somebody that doesn't <laughs> give a crap about basketball. Um, but then you start reading more details, and it, it talks about them. Um, obviously not relocating and things like that. that mm-hmm. There's been rumors about that. Um, and then also that he still has a minority stake and gets to basically run them <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy, crazy arrangement that they put together. I saw somebody on Twitter say he's basically um, living NBA 2K. <laughs> yes. He gets to run a team with, you know, not owning it. It's yeah. kind of, it's a crazy. And gets crazy all thing. that money for it too. What a genius. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But they, they talked about all the Hashtag the life. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I, I don't know how it, how you how you pull that off, right? It sounds like uh, something that you wouldn't be able to do. But they're like, okay, you give me a million dollars and I'm just not going to do anything, right? And you'd be like, no, that can't work. But um, but yeah, no, he's doing a bunch of stuff there. He's, I, I don't know, he's awesome. We love him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know there's news about him. Uh, next season, the 16th year of Shark Tank will be his last year. Yeah. Uh, so he's stepping away from there. I think he's, I think he's like 65 now, right? I think he's getting um, he's up to there. that somewhat yeah. retirement age. I'm sure he's exactly. retire whenever he wanted to, right? But um, right. obviously now all the uh, rumors are swirling that maybe he's trying to open the door for political office and even running for president. Dude, I'd, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> Yeah, after without some, getting too in depth with that, <laughs> I was um, gonna say after some of the other options we've had and options we will have, yeah. Um, I yeah, it doesn't 
doesn't sound too bad at all. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that pans out. I know they talked about, uh, or he was talking about the vision. They want to build like basically a casino resort in Dallas and have the, the new, uh, stadium be the, you know, centerpiece of that thing and just make it a whole resort and stuff. Which sounds yeah. incredible. It does. It sounds pretty cool. And, uh, I, I have no doubts they'll be able to pull that off and make it awesome. Everybody want to go see a game in Dallas. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that. That's basically all I had there. I know um, I saw a thing the other day on Jason Kidd. Yeah, this uh, is what I wanted to get into a little bit. Yeah, he was talking about uh, with ESPN reporter Tim McMahon talking to him. Yeah. Um, and I, I retweeted that out. So if you if you haven't seen it, you can easily access it there. <laughs> but I mean, it's 100% awesome. I, like, I, I'm not a huge Jason Kidd fan, but I'm, I guess I, I shouldn't say I'm not a Jason Kidd fan. He's just... He's just Jason Kidd to me, um, but his comments were spot on talking about, you know, why don't you write a positive story for once? <laughs> but, he, but he was yeah. dropping F-bombs and swearing all over the place. It was awesome. Yeah, and and I know that that Tim McMahon, he's he's covered them for a long, long time, and I know he and Mark Cuban have, have had their uh, differences and, and stuff like that too. So um, I think Kidd's probably speaking on behalf of the entire organization. Um. And yeah, you know, I, I, it goes both ways, you know, I'm sure they've probably been tough on some of their reporters too, and stuff like that. They've probably left them in the dark at times and, and things like that. But, um, in any case, yeah, just, you know, especially now, like we talked about, it's the holidays, you know, focus on the positive, you know, makes things more festive that way. Exactly. Nope. We like focusing on the positive as well. Yeah. However, I got one more comment here surrounding the Dallas comment, uh, the Dallas uh, Mavericks here. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, I, we talk about, I've talked about Kyrie in the past. And... and how I, I kind of, I respect his, uh, his thoughts and his outspokenness and things like that. Um, standing up what he believes in. And I agree on all that stuff. But my mind was kind of, this is, I don't know, I, I might be blowing this, you know, going way too far over exaggerating here. But I'm thinking about, I don't know what his contract situation is to in Dallas. I, I didn't look that up. I don't know. Well, he, he was a free agent and then he re-signed with him this summer. So I think, what was it, like a three-year deal or something like that? Okay, three, okay. Um, I, I, just, I was just thinking about, so the selling of the team to somebody that wants to create like this almost empire right with the like the casino mm-hmm. and the, the the team and everything and the resort and i feel like Kyrie might not fit that mold with the team being the face of a franchise that's involved in all this other stuff i, I just feel like he might be a distraction and business wise not be a great idea with all those things coming together it sounds weird but that's kind of just what i thought about that this morning and i was like I don't know if he stays in Dallas, you know, for the whole three years at all. I think it could be like a one more year, maybe one and a half. We'll to be see. clear, he does have a three-year contract with an option on the third year. Okay. Um, you might not be wrong, but I don't know. We'll have to just kind of see. I think right now the the majority of what people are talking about is the fact that this whole team is Luca and Kyrie and nothing else. And mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy. I tend to agree, you know, there isn't anybody else who's really even worth rostering at this point in fantasy. I still have Derek Lively. I still like his upside. I still think he has plenty of room to grow. He's only playing half the games right now. So if he's able to stay out of foul trouble and stay healthy, I think he can up his minutes as we go further into the season. And he has a lot of upside there. And we've talked about the importance of having centers who, you know, shoot a good percentage from the field. Um, and that's an understatement for him. He's currently shooting over 70%, over 71% from the field. Um, so that's awesome. And I, and like we've been saying, I think he just, he fits in perfectly with those two guards. I think they definitely need a, a big man like that, you know, a rim runner, a guy who's active. And the fact, again, that he's young, that they drafted him, you know, brought him in. Um, I just, I like, I like, the direction that they're heading with those three players. But after that, it's a total crapshoot. And, 
you know, a guy we'll get into, you know, drops and stuff like that in a little bit. But one guy that I was particularly high on coming into the season was Grant Williams. I just thought that he was a really good fit for them. I thought they made a pretty decent commitment to him in free agency. And I really thought that that was going to translate to um, fantasy success. And he started off like the first week or two of the season. He was looking really good. He looks like a drop now. He looks like another one of these type of guys that's, you know, going to be super inconsistent. He's had a fairly consistent role in their starting lineup, but it just hasn't translated to the numbers that we're looking for across nine categories. And uh, yeah, right now per game, he's sitting below uh, number 200 and that just doesn't cut it. Nope, not at all. But, um, and that's something that in real life, the team's going to have to address. Um, I know they finally started G, uh, Josh Green last night, uh, just, uh, November 28th against Houston in a win, uh, a win that they needed um, against another young up-and-coming team from Texas. So that was a big matchup, big win for them. And good to see Josh Green getting 30 minutes. So hopefully that's something that they can build on. Um, it was definitely something that they needed to do in terms of shaking up the lineup. They had lost three of their last four games. So, um, you know, huge to get a win and hopefully, you know, something that they can build on. For sure. Completely agree. All right. I think that covers the first half here. Um, we will take a quick break and then we'll get into all the news, notes, transactions, ads, drops, all the super heavy fantasy stuff. All right. We will talk to you on the other side. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman. And if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. Uh, they have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites. Um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you f- get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, you can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, you can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites. So you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. All right, welcome back. Um, I wanted to give one shout-out here after the break to Spotify for Podcasters. They've been great to us all year and being able to help us out, get this podcast together, and get it out to everybody to listen to really, really easily. So um, they actually sent us sent me but i could share it with you it's basically just a little <laughs> presentation of little stats from our podcast but it was it was put together kind of cool i put a little screenshot of uh this little card they sent on the twitter too but uh but yeah if anybody out there ever wants to make a podcast whatever topic it may be spotify for, for podcasters is awesome it's very easy to use and you can i, I mean they'll help you you know, just got to record somewhere put it in there but uh, it's it's very self-explanatory and i Highly encourage if you ever want to do a podcast, just do it. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that is really cool. I will. I, I will need to see that. Check it yeah. out. Yep, for sure. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll share with you. Um, let's see. So yeah, I think it's onto the uh, the the good gritty stuff here um, with your news and notes and everything else yeah. that follows. Let's do it. Um, let's go ahead and start with Donovan Mitchell. Um, he was dealing with a strained right hamstring, but he did return uh, November 25th. He's looked really good. Um, we'll get into ads and drops in a little bit here, but we mentioned Craig Porter Jr. was kind of filling in for him. Um, you know, it, it's looking now like Porter's probably a drop, and, you know, you're probably safe to just assume that Mitchell's going to be in the lineup moving forward here. He's looked really good. So, um, Good to see him back, and um, you know he's been awesome ever since he joined the Cavs. It's really like improved his game, especially in fantasy. Um, it's made him a more like efficient player playing next to Darius Garland. It's been a great fit. So um, if you own him in fantasy, you got to be stoked right now. Yeah, and um, just speaking about the Cavs, not anything about his notes, but Evan Mobley was a beast the other day. Yeah, he was. Um, Man, he's looked great that- too. 
a 28th, uh, 17 points, 19 boards, an assist, a three, seven blocks. And, and he's doing this, he's doing this alongside Jared Allen, which you and I said has been an issue at times, but yep. this year, again, you know, just give it time. Sometimes these guys, you know, need more time to kind of gel and click together. It's starting to come to fruition, you know, for the Cavs. It's yeah. Pretty good. I always felt they needed to figure their role out um, as far as, and Mobley to me was a bigger role, obviously, than uh, Jared Allen. I think they're, like you said, they're just starting to make it work and fit in. Yeah. And I got to eat a little crow too, because I said Max Struess was going to be pretty much the same type of role that he was last year with the heat. That's not the case. He's been a hand and glove fit with the rest of that group. And he's been awesome in fantasy. He might be pickup of the year so far. Um, We'll have to save that for a different discussion, but uh, he'll definitely be in the running. Um, Let's go ahead and switch over to Donovan Mitchell's former team, the Utah Jazz. And unfortunately, Lori Markinen is dealing with a strained left hamstring, and he's going to be reevaluated um, later this week. So hopefully he's not out too much longer, uh, but we don't know. And if he has any kind of setbacks or anything, um, you know, they've been struggling. They're not going to rush him back if he's not fully ready. Uh, but hopefully it's not too serious, and hopefully he'll be able to come back. Uh, one person who did come back was our boy, Walker Kessler. Um, he was dealing with the sprained left elbow. He returned November 25th. Um, he's been coming off the bench, but part of that's because they've been winning the last couple games, um, and they've been doing kind of something that I want to see the Pistons do. They've been just playing guys that are putting forth the effort. They just They've said, we don't care about, your contract or, you know, what draft pick you were taken at. Uh, we're just looking for guys that are going to play hard, you know, and, and that's what works, you know, and especially these young teams that, you know, don't really have anything else to play for. Like just, you know, put the guys out there that are, you know, are going to take it personally and, and, and seriously and just work their hardest, you know, not to go all football on us, but that's, that's our Detroit lions right now. Right. That's how we Absolutely. got our team together. All grit, baby. Yeah. That's it's all about. Exactly. Good call. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's awesome to see Kessler. Kessler has looked really good too. So hopefully, like we said, you know, he started off the season really, really on a, on a, you know, kind of a downward spiral. Um, hopefully now he's, you know, ascending back up. And even if that means coming off the bench for a little bit, you know, we saw last year, he was fine off the bench, did a good job. Um, you know, I do assume that he will reclaim that starting spot, you know, probably sooner than later, but you know, we'll have to see, but either way, as a fantasy owner, you just want to see him back healthy and putting up the numbers that we're accustomed to seeing. So, um, that's good news, uh, more good news. And we did mention this briefly earlier, but CJ McCollum, He's been out with the collapse right long. Um, he is expected to return today, Wednesday, November 29th. So that's huge. Um, like we said, it's huge for the Pelicans. They're trying to compete in season tournament uh, and obviously just making strides during the regular season um, and just trying to stay healthy. So um, everybody else has looked pretty good. Hopefully, you know, I'm not jinxing it by <laughs> mentioning, it, mentioning it now, but uh, yeah. Uh, McCollum's been great this year per game. He's been awesome. Uh, like we said earlier, um, I have him on a fantasy team, so I'm really excited to get him back into my lineup and, um, hopefully he's good to go the rest of the way. Uh, one person who's not good to go, um, LaMelo ball. He's going to be out indefinitely with a sprained right ankle. Looks really bad. He's expected to miss several weeks. Um, Unfortunately, we kind of called this, you know, and, and this is say, that was in our crystal ball. He was on my do not draft list <laughs> because of this. Yeah, no pun intended there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we called this too, Terry Rozier. Um, you know, he was out with the strain growing, but he returned November 26th just in time to take over the reins for ball. Um, and, and we talked all about this before the season. We said, you know, Rozier's a decent player playing off ball next to LaMelo Ball. <laughs> but now that he's the starting point guard, his value skyrockets. His fantasy value is through the roof now. So um, if you own him, you're not just getting back regular Terry Rozier. You're getting starting point guard Terry Rozier, which we saw last year, the second half of the year, 
and we talked all about it. I remember you had him in your yep. league and you said yep. that you had cut him yeah. because or he wasn't doing him. that much. Like yeah. You traded him. him. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, but when LaMelo goes down, if Rogier's healthy, he's the guy that takes over the offense and that's huge for fantasy. So, um, you know, now we just need to hope that he stays healthy, but for that team, I mean, they've already been struggling this year and with LaMelo going down, it's not looking too good. Um, you know, we've been talking about how Miles Bridges has looked great since he came back from his suspension. Um, but now not having LaMelo with him, we'll have to see, you know, is he going to be able to keep up, you know, the numbers or if he's going to go down a little bit, you know, but as a team, that's, that's going to be uh, tough to kind of shake there. We'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, Chris Porzegas for the Celtics. He's dealing with a strained left calf. He's going to be reevaluated in about a week. Uh, we'll get into ads here shortly, but um, the guy that we've been talking about seemingly every week, Al Horford, is he an ad? Is he a drop? We were saying last week, we were not really sure. Well, now he's looking more like an ad again uh, until we know what's going on with KP. Is he going to come back or is he going to be out more long-term? We'll have to kind of see. Um, here's a guy that you and I both love. Um, he was kind of my favorite for pickup of the year, uh, Jalen Johnson for the Hawks. He fractured his left wrist the other night, and he's going to be reevaluated in three to four weeks. So that sucks. Um, yeah, again, blow. we'll get into ads, but um, Sadiq Bay is a hot name right now. He's somebody that, like, if you own Jalen Johnson, hopefully you were able to get out and get Sadiq Bay. Um, he's been playing really well, and he's going to, you know, he's going to be starting moving forward here. Uh, probably have pretty consistent minutes in the 30s. Been putting up pretty good numbers. Um, another couple of guys that we've been talking about a ton. And of course we're homering again, Pistons, Jalen Duran. He had that sore right ankle. He returned November 24th and he pretty much looks fine. He's, yeah. he's looked pretty good. Kind of looks like it didn't miss a beat, honestly. Yeah. And you know, we've talked all about the team. They've been struggling. Um, but he's a guy that I expect will be out there pretty much no matter what, you know, as long as he's healthy, I don't think he's going anywhere in the rotation. Um, you know, he means a ton to this team in the long term, and obviously short term. You know, he's their big man. He's their starting center. So, yeah, he um, came back on Friday the twenty fourth, put up thirteen and thirteen, um, and then the following game doesn't say much against Washington. Probably the worst matchup of the year between the yeah. Pistons and the and Wizards. L. But yeah, put up twelve and fourteen with five blocks though too. So, um, yeah, so he's just, doing his job for sure. Yep. yep. And then uh, the other guy, Boyan Bogdanovich, he's been out this whole season with the strained right calf, but he remains day-to-day. He's been practicing. He could come back at any time. And when he does, I fully expect that they're going to put him right in the lineup. I don't know that he'll start right away, uh, but I think he'll get pretty good minutes because we've talked all about it. They've been struggling. Uh, They're the worst team in the league, and it's really not even close at this point. It's embarrassing, to be quite frank. And they need a spark. They need somebody with leadership. He kind of checks all those boxes. And if they're going to, if they're going to ever, you know, increase his trade value so they can get something for him, now's the time to do it. So um, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully they just put him out there. Hopefully he looks pretty good. And then if they can get something for him, cool. Uh, Or if it just like magically turns their season around and they start winning all these games, that's good too. So. Either way, I think it's a good thing that he's making his way back. Uh, We mentioned earlier, but Keegan Murray for the Kings, he's dealing with lower back soreness. He's missed three straight games, but he remains day-to-day. So again, hopefully with him, it's just something short-term. You know, he's a young guy. Hopefully it's not anything that's going to linger. Yeah, I had mentioned uh, off-air that I I had, because he was one of my... um targets or late round targets as far as stuff was concerned uh, he had a great yeah. year last year and just kept getting better mm-hmm. and i figured in that system he would you know just great in sacramento um but i ended up dropping him earlier this year just because he was getting so inconsistent as far as the shooting and uh and they do have a ton of bodies you know exactly. on the perimeter and uh another guy which actually interesting another guy that i put on my deep sleeper list was chris duarte mm-hmm. and now he's getting those spot starts while while murray's out so we'll see if yeah. that leads to anything going forward yep no that's a good call uh here's a guy another guy that we've been talking about at length devin vassell for the spurs he was dealing with the strain left groin he did return last week november 22nd and he's looked good he's looked really good um so hopefully 
this is it for a while. Hopefully he'll just stay in the lineup and they've been bringing him off the bench. So he's another one that like, you know, regardless of if he starts or comes off the bench, as long as he's out there on the floor getting minutes, he's putting up pretty solid numbers. He's looking pretty good. So here's to hoping that, you know, he's, he's good to go the rest of the way. Um, But as is always the case with that team, you can't get too comfortable. You know, you really do have to take it game by game and just be prepared for some rest days and for other nicks and knacks and stuff like that. So just keep an eye on them. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Spurs, I feel like Wemby's not getting all the love he was getting at the beginning of the year anymore. I know it was a bunch of hype and stuff, but he's still yeah. putting together a phenomenal season. For a, yeah, he is. And, 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 you know, all the highlights and stuff are there. He's looked really good. Uh, but yeah, as is usually the case, you know, with these teams, you know, people just have to tune him out. It's kind of funny. Earlier in the year, I was like, "Oh man, you know, he's I, he should be putting up twenty and ten every game." I, I'm pretty sure that you can go back to one episode and I said twenty and ten, and now he's yeah. averaging nineteen and nine and a half. So uh, <laughs> he's he's almost he, there. He must have heard me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, the, the other thing that we talked about, he doesn't really have anybody with him, and like the one guy who I would say is really good on that team besides him is Vassell, who's been in and out of the lineup. So again, if Vassell's healthy, can stay healthy. That's going to help Victor because that's going to, you know, take away some of the defensive pressure that he's seen and kind of space things out a little bit so that he can operate and do what he does. Um, so again, here's to hoping that, you know, those two both can stay healthy and stay out there together and keep growing and developing. Uh, Jamal Murray. Golden Nuggets. It's, he's been dealing with the strain right hamstring. Um, he could return tonight, the November 29th. So yeah, what um, do they need him? They do because they're kind of. We'll get to the day to days, but uh, you know we got a couple guys on their team who've been kind of battling some stuff lately. So um, the last big injury news is Scoot Henderson. He was dealing with the sprained right ankle, but he returned last week, November twenty second, and he's been coming off the bench. And we talked about how he has not looked good this year. He's been horrible in fantasy. He's a guy that, quite frankly, is, might not be worth owning at least until something happens to Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I can say, though, the last two games, uh, the 26th and the 27th, I watched the, what was it? The, oh, that's the game, the Milwaukee-Portland game. Portland was up by That's 26th what it was, yeah. In, yep. a, in a third, and then Milwaukee came back to beat Portland there at the end. Um, yeah. But I watched that game, and Scoot was hitting, like he hadn't hit threes all year, right? He was, I think he had uh, made one or two threes. Um since the beginning of the season, obviously it was only played. Well, it sounds eight. like he couldn't see real well. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, now all of a sudden they got those, uh, goggles on him, and yeah, he, uh, was three for four for three in the Milwaukee game and then followed up a two for three and he's shooting now 40, 50%, um, field goal percentage and over, you know, 70% from three. Um, so, they're, they're still my, I don't know, but I guess you got to keep him on the radar, right? He, he's probably, I think he's a hold in my mind, but, uh, but I can see what you're talking about so far before those two games. Yes. He's probably, uh, probably not rosterable. It just reminds me so much of uh Rick wild thing, Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Major league. <laughs> Damn. I wish my drop board worked right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. Anyways, let's get to the day-to-day list here. It's not yeah. too extensive, but uh, I'll just read through the names. Hopefully these, are, again, are all short-term stuff, but we'll keep you updated on them. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Kelly Olenek, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Jordan Clarkson are all day-to-day right now. So um, hopefully they don't miss any more time, but um, but unless you own Walker Kessler, then you'd like Kelly Olynyk to just never come back, right? Exactly. <laughs> this, <laughs> take your like, time. Take your man, time. We talk, I talked about that a couple weeks ago where I said, you know, this is probably a really good time for Kessler, not a good time for him to get injured, but a good time for him to miss because he was started off so slow, right? And was just having a, a funk to start the season. I was like, yeah. okay, let's come back and get everything set. Now you're going to come back and have Kelly Olynyk maybe be day-to-day. Like, I mean, things are... Let's go. The, the stars are starting to line for Walker Kessler to get back on track that he had last year. So Yeah, and that's a perfect segue into um, some ads that I want to talk about because I want to start off first by just talking about the Jazz as a whole. Um, they're just, you know, pretty much anybody who's left standing on that team is worth <laughs> at least looking at in fantasy I, right now. 
you're probably going to say the name, but I actually picked up Keontae George. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he, I mean, we talked about him at the beginning of the year, just the upside, the fact yeah. that like they didn't have a true point guard in their lineup. And you and I both talked about how we're not like the biggest Colin Sexton fans. No, no. Especially in fantasy, especially in nine cat. Um, he's just more of like a points guy. He's just a guy that kind of scores and doesn't really do much else. Um, I would say the same thing about Jordan Clarkson, but like we said last week, he's been pretty solid. He's been starting and getting good minutes and putting up good scoring numbers enough to keep his value. But now, like we said, he's day to day. And then we talked about how marketing's out Olenek's day to day. So they've just been kind of running out of bodies. Um, so yeah. And, and also we talked about how they've been changing their starting lineup. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think it's Simone Fontecchio. Um, uh, it might be Fontecchio or something it like might that. Be, you know what? You're probably right. And yeah. I tried to look up a pronunciation. And I couldn't find one, but yeah, I didn't look it up either, but I'm just guessing. From... I think yours is probably right. Fontecchio. That sounds yeah. good. Um, he has played really well. He's been starting um, just a good, versatile guy. Um Definitely somebody, you know, just kind of ride the hot hand. Um, and I think a guy who's been kind of slowing down a little bit has been John Collins. Um, hopefully now he can pick his game up and, and get going here. But I would say at this point, anybody who's left standing on that team is worth at least looking at in fantasy. So just, you know, keep your eyes yeah. open. I'd um, say uh, Simone there, Fontecchio, if that's the correct way to pronounce it has yeah. the most added added player here in yahoo leagues he's only still only rostered by eight percent of uh, people but uh, i think that's just today 60 6677 ads yeah he's worth an ad in the short term but also it could have some long-term value because again like we said utah is another team that's kind of struggling this year and they're just looking for like consistency they're looking for effort and he's a guy who's been like universally praised for the way that he plays. And so, yeah, he's a guy that like, if you've got an open spot in a fantasy league season long, go ahead and just add him for the short term, you know, and if he keeps playing well, just hang on to him until the wheels fall off. Yeah. The only reason I say that pronunciation too, is because I'll when went European vacation a few, this is a few years ago. Now um, the, the cruise port it uh, is in Italy is out of Civitavecchia. <laughs> and, <I used> to, <laughs> and I used to say it over and over because I would hear it on like the, the bus or the train or whatever the train like bringing you to the cruise port. And I, I was I used to just look at my wife all the time and be like Civitavecchia. But anyway, you sounded very comfortable saying his name, so I figured there was something to that. Yep, that's that's where it comes <laughs> from. So there's your backstory. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we talked. We talked already about Sadiq Bay um, for the Hawks right now with the Jalen Johnson stuff. I, I think uh, Bay's like pretty much must own at this point. He's going to be starting. He's going to probably have consistent minutes, like we said earlier. Um, he's been putting up pretty good numbers. Um, yeah, just definitely. He's another one. Just you know, till the wheels fall off. And again, uh, you know, they don't have too many options now. I think they're going to stick with him. So I like him and I like El Horford again, you know, until we find out more news on Kristaps uh, Porzingis and how long he's going to be out. I think El Horford's kind of a must own again. Uh, now, again, I think with Horford, it's kind of a day by day thing. Pick him up in the short term, you know, just, just ride him till, you know, till the wheels fall off, but <laughs> we're going to have to play the, uh, the Eminem till I collapse song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The wheels fall off. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually, so Al Horford, I love him. And we thought, you know, I thought he had some value. I thought it was going to be like matchup related um, earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Hasn't seen, you know, hasn't been that he's just been off the bench and yeah, whatever. But um, I feel like I, there was only a short sample of this, but he was even better and more of a pickup when Drew Holiday was still out of lineup here um, a few games ago yeah. too. Um. And now I feel like with Drew Holiday coming back, it's still Horford's like he's right on that line. He's right on that Mendoza line. Yeah, um, and that's a great call because you know the, he is a guy who can facilitate. You know, and they can run some of their offense through. They like using him high post, you know, perimeter, all that stuff. Um, 
and with and with Holiday back, you know that's another ball handler that's going to take the ball out of his hands. But and again, rebounder, Drew Holiday's been rebounding like crazy this year. And this is true. Away, so. This is true. So um, yeah, we'll just have to kind of see. But I think right now, until Porzingis comes back, I think Horford is a guy that you can use, especially in nine cat, because he just does a lot across the board. Uh, but you're right; he's been very inconsistent. Um, you know, the minutes lately have been better. Um, but you know, until we get an update on KP, I think Horford's a guy that you can comfortably use and then just kind of see what happens. Um, Nicholas Batum, I just want to give him a shout out. He's been starting for the Sixers over my boy, Robert Covington. Uh, but Batum's been playing well and he's another one that I think not really a must own, but I think he's a pretty solid stream. If you're just kind of streaming players, he's a guy, anytime the Sixers are playing, um, you know use him right now he's he's looked really well and um another thing an, another guy that I'll say the exact same thing about surprisingly is Derek Rose um for Memphis and we talked about how they're running out of bodies uh, I, I do not trust Derek Rose. Um, yeah. I don't think he can stay healthy. I don't think you could he could play stream big minutes. me for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would for the three-point shooting alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um Rose has 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 looked great. Um I just want to give him some credit. You know, he's played really well. He's still not getting a ton of minutes. You know, he can only handle playing about half the game. But with that team right now, they've they've run out of options and they've basically just said, here's the ball do what you do. And, you know, even my guy, JJJ, he's been struggling this year. He just, he needs help. And he, he's just proving that he's not a guy that can like be a, a, a focal point, like a primary, like number one, go-to guy. He needs somebody with him. And um, yeah, he, he misses John Morant. I was just um, going to say December 21st, I believe is when John Morant can finally return here. Um, yeah. And Marcus Pacers. smarts, you know, probably going to be out for the majority of that time as well. So, you know, until they, they bring someone else in, I think right now, as long as Rose is healthy and is playing, he's a guy that you can at least stream if not own um, just because like we said, the necessity of having ball handlers and playmakers and stuff like that, they're just running out of options and he's looking yeah. really, really good. And if you want to talk about a buy low, that would be JJJ right now. Um, I can't yeah. imagine once they get some of these people back and get like Ja comes back here. That's what I'm hoping, man. Things like that. JJJ is just going to go back up to where he probably should be and where we thought he would have yeah, been. Yeah, and I and sure if, hope so because, yeah. man, I've got him across the board. I've yeah, got all I, the JJJ shares. So Yeah, no, I can I can totally see that happening, and uh, I'd put money on that if that happens. Yeah. So if you if you know anybody that's dumb enough to let him go, go get him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and as far as drops go, we mentioned Grant Williams already. He's just been a, a huge disappointment. Um, just another guy in the Mavs rotation that just can't seem to figure out how to have a consistent role, you know, despite starting pretty much every game. And just, you know, he goes through these stretches where he's making shots and then he misses everything and doesn't get as many shots. You know, it, it, it's tough. It's frustrating for fantasy. It's hard to really trust anybody else on that team besides Luca and Kyrie. Um, so just add him to that list. Lou Dort is a guy that has been really struggling. And we kind of called this, we kind of said, you know, OKC is going to start looking towards some of these other guys off their bench. Um, I think they were kind of overdoing it with their starters, playing them too many minutes. And, um, you know, Dort's going through a real cold spell right now. Um, I still think he can bounce back. And, um, you know, they just got Jalen Williams back into the lineup. He was day to day. Yep. Um, so just keep an eye on their situation. I wouldn't call Dort a must drop. But he's a guy that, like, if you're looking for a hot free agent, you're looking for, you know, a, a way to kind of create a spot on your roster to stream players or anything like that. Dort's a guy that you maybe could drop right now, but still maybe keep on a watch list for if he heats back up. And um, we didn't talk about this, and I don't know how in-depth we want to go. We probably want to hold off until we get more information. But this whole stuff with Josh Giddy. Um, if it winds up leading to any kind of time that he's going to miss on the court, um, then obviously everybody on that team's value goes up, including Lou Dort. So just keep that in mind 
that until we get more clarity on that situation, as well as like, you know, some of these other guys that they're kind of bringing back into the rotation off the bench and stuff like that, that we've been mentioning. Um, I wouldn't just completely shut the door on Dort. Uh, if you're going to cut him, at least keep him on a watch list, keep an eye on him and be ready to add him back if he gets hot again. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, a couple a couple weeks ago to me, he actually was, a, well, maybe a week and a half or something like that. He was a, a, just a drop to me. He wasn't doing anything. Like you said, he got cold. Um, but like you said, with the and he still is, to be clear. He has not yeah, played yeah. well. But with the new, like you just said, the new news, the new revelations here around surrounding Josh Giddy, yeah, he's definitely to keep him on that watch list because, yeah, yeah. He, he could definitely be used. I don't know. I haven't read into the Giddy thing, um, so I don't even have any details to discuss. Yeah, I, I think um, we should just, you know, wait until we get some more facts before we I, comment I think further. there's, I, I probably shouldn't say anything, but I think there's more serious things like uh, Miles Bridges situations. And yeah, things. no, I definitely <laughs> so. say that, and I and I concur. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last thing I just, again, we mentioned this earlier, but the, the whole thing with uh, Donovan Mitchell coming back, I think that kills all the value that Craig Porter Jr. had. But now we know that like if anybody else on Cleveland misses time, Porter's a guy that you could potentially turn to in a yeah. streaming situation. Yeah, I was going to say, as far as drops, ads, and stuff, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly with all <laughs> your suggestions and your comments there. I think we talked off air and we said, hey, it's kind of... There's not really much, you know, go must go get or must drop type people right now. You're kind of just uh, riding along um, as the season goes on right now. But um, one guy, this is just a name, um, Terrence Mann. I wanted to call him out. Um, I know he he hasn't had maybe he's had one game that's probably fantasy relevant, but I feel like he's starting to get a groove here since he's returned. so he's just a watchless guy for me. Just keep an eye on him. And I, I also see James Harden um, destroying mm-hmm. the fantasy value of other players like Kawhi Leonard <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Um, but Harden's fantasy value has been, I mean, it's still okay, but not great. He seems to just want to distribute and um, not score and be that guy. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's Terrence Mann. I just think he's, he's a, he's a watch guy. I think he could be valuable coming up here. I agree with that. And to piggyback on that too, I do think that his insertion into the starting lineup has helped that team as a whole. Um, and I do think that they're starting to kind of figure themselves out a little bit more. Um, but we still need to see. Agreed. Time to go, Maryland. All right. I think that does it. I think that's, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah course we thank you for listening to us every week here on menace podman you can find us on twitter give us some comments give us some suggestions if there's some any topics you want us to talk about in the future um yeah that's about all we got it's a great episode enjoy it as always and uh we'll talk to you next week thanks scott thank you Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. Ben Miss Parliament.